Some people say you reap what you sow and others will tell you it's the law of attraction. Whatever you believe, Chris may not have had a choice, wink, wink. <laughs> so he may have been filled by the Holy Spirit to say, give this guy a shot, right? <laughs> Welcome to the Miles and the Markers podcast for Friday, April 29th. I know for all my friends in the car business, it is crunch time. So I wish you all the best of success as you close out your typical 30-day or monthly cycle. Always an adventure in the car business that way. We are on mile 18, always be ready to act. And this is fun, especially because I get to talk about my friend Chris Saraceno, uh, who is also an author, The Theory of Five. It's a great book, you should get it. Uh, and he's also got a song that they just produced called The Theory of Five. I think it's called The Theory of Five Song. It's a rap song, it's cool, it's really cool. You can. Uh, reach out to Chris on LinkedIn or search for him on um, YouTube and you can find that song there. It's pretty fun. In fact, why don't I just play it for you right now? just great looking at the five things i gotta improve today this the theory of five is what makes you thrive we want to be a success not just be alive step one work on your spirituality get right with god and he'll get you through the job step two yeah i know you probably got a boo gotta make sure that your significant other good too step three feel like i shouldn't have to share it but make sure that your kids straight and you a good parent step four i know we all want money good law so make good investments try not to spend it all and step five is the one that keep you living to 100 focus on your health and fitness hit the gym and get the running you can jump too we don't believe in self-made we believe in five ways you can get yourself paid yeah, I got a dairy. Listen to the dairy. Yeah, I got a dairy. It's a dairy of five that makes you thrive. Yeah, I got a dairy. Listen to the dairy. Yeah, I got a dairy. It's a dairy of five that makes you thrive. Tell me who your friends are, and I'll tell you who you So mile 18 is always be ready to act. And I haven't been extremely regular because of some family issues with regard to staying on track with the book. So for those of you who haven't read the book, it's a series of 53 or four segments that take basically my adventures from the time I got into automotive and breaks them down into key learnings. And it's chronological though. It's very historical in terms of how I discovered and learned certain things. So for example, the last episode, Share Your Goals and Ignore the Scoffers, I had been with Saturn Retail and I had decided after attending 
a training in Spring Hill, Tennessee that I wanted to be a Saturn trainer. So this next episode, Always Be Ready to Act, is a continuation of that journey. So I'm just going to get into the book now and explain a little bit more. It says, my conviction was definite. Becoming a Saturn trainer was simply a matter of time. Now, don't ask me how, but my mind was sure one day this previously shy little boy would become a member of the Saturn retail training team. And as I said in the last episode, that is quite a strong aspiration to achieve and a big goal. And a lot of people didn't think that I could do it. Now, I do want to set this up because there's a lot of stuff that I've been going through lately and thinking about. And there are a number of goals that I've set that I haven't accomplished and some that I started to go for and then decided, you know what, I really don't want to do that. So there are some variables when it comes to goal setting. You certainly can make a plan and achieve whatever you want uh, with respect to following that plan and having a passion about it and those kinds of things. But there are also things that sidetrack you. So um, in this case, though, it was absolutely crystal clear. And I think that differentiates goals sometimes. So a few months after my return from Spring Hill, and I'm back in the book now, Spring Hill, Tennessee, General Motors became the first manufacturer in the United States to sell electric vehicles to consumers on a mass scale. And now here we are in 2022, and electric vehicles are all the rage, right? It's really funny because in that Saturn was ahead of its time, General Motors was ahead of their time in terms of mass producing electric vehicles. And we weren't ready for it. We weren't ready for it then. I think mentally we're ready for it right now for electric vehicles, but I don't think logistically we're ready for it yet. I really don't think we have the infrastructure to be able to pull it off. We're not even close, in fact, in my opinion, my humble opinion. But the vehicle was called the EV1. Uh, They chose Saturn as the dealership group to market and sell the EV1. The EV1 project created a variety of positions both inside and outside the retail facilities. And as the lead sales consultant in the store, and as one who had a technical background, the role of EV specialist was offered to me. A few months later, I joined several other EV specialists in Pomona, California to receive training on the GM EV1 electric vehicle. The EV1 was a very cool car. It accelerated more smoothly and more quickly than any car I'd ever driven. Some of the things we learned and eventually taught others would help me decades later during the development and delivery of training for Mitsubishi's Outlander PHEV, the first plug-in hybrid electric SUV in the world. The Saturn facilitator for the training, as I mentioned before, was Chris Saraceno. And unlike the first Saturn trainer I'd seen, which was a used car class that I'd attended, we're not talking about Spring Hill now, but Chris was a lot like Carolyn in that he set the bar very high, extremely high for trainers. These trainers were terrific and my skills were nowhere near where they needed to be by comparison, but nothing would stop me from working the plan. At the first break of the morning, I approached Chris 
and I told him my goal of becoming a Saturn trainer. Now, Chris and I really haven't talked about this in great detail, so this is still kind of uh, true. Only Chris knows what he was thinking at the time, but as trainers, we were regularly approached by salespeople asking us how they could do what we do. And in this case, how wasn't the question. I just wanted someone else to know. So, you know, when I approached him, I told him that was my goal. I had no idea what was about to happen. I had, didn't plan on it. I didn't prepare for it. I just went up and told him. So maybe it was my approach, back to the book now, or perhaps it was just a feeling he had, or maybe Chris was just calling my bluff. Then again, the scripture says, quote, a man makes his plans, but the Lord straightens the path. And this is another area, by the way, where I feel really strongly that um, goals and passion and all those other things, that there's a, a supernatural contingency involved there. That, yeah, we can do whatever we plan to do, and God will let us do it, even if it's the wrong thing. But if we're led by the Spirit, then I think doors open up easier for us if we're called to do something as well as just we think we want to do something. So that's a philosophy that I personally have. Not everybody believes that, but that's where I'm at. A man makes his plans, but the Lord straightens the path. And again, another verse in Scripture is God causes all things to work for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. So back to the book now, if you commit your plans to the Lord and He blesses those plans, they will come to pass. Some people say you reap what you sow and others will tell you it's the law of attraction. Whatever you believe, Chris may not have had a choice, wink, wink. <laughs> so he may have been filled by the Holy Spirit to say, give this guy a shot, right? <laughs> Well, rather than blow me off, Chris offered me the opportunity to take the next step in my goal. He gave me his leader guide and told me to read up on the first section of the afternoon training. Quote, after lunch, Chris said, you'll do the first section if you want to, question mark. Now, I obviously shared this with Chris. In fact, the sections of the book where I bring other people up or I talk about things that I remember, I actually shared them in advance with several of the people that I wrote about and asked them to give me feedback. Is that accurate? Um, do you remember it that way? Because uh, I didn't want to make an error in here and I certainly didn't want to reflect something about someone that wasn't true. And he came back to me and said that he had talked with his family, Chris had talked with his family about it, and they were all like, that's the way you were, Dad. <laughs> that's, that's you. That's exactly how you would have done stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool, and I really appreciate Chris, in, obviously in more ways than one. But uh, So he asked me if you wanted to take this section. Well, back to the book now. I guess some people would have freaked out, had stage fright, or just plain got sick to their stomach. In this case, not me. I was brought up in a home of an entertainer. And being on stage or around a camera most of my life has made public speaking somewhat easy for me compared to most. And it appears to be how God works. 
He puts you in situations and prepares you for what he's called you to do. So again, a little bit more of my philosophy. Well, when lunchtime came, I grabbed a sandwich, sat down and dug into the material. One of the other sales consultants asked me what was up. He thought I was crazy. But 30 minutes later, I was standing in front of my peers explaining the features and benefits of an electric car I'd only learned a few minutes earlier. What a gas. <laughs> I don't remember when I wrote that, what a gas, whether I was trying to be uh, funny, uh, but I think, oh, what a cool pun to put in there, what a gas, related to an EV. But in fairness now, back to the book, learning stuff fast wasn't new to me. Uh, one time I was teaching junior high school and the Spanish teacher got sick at lunch and the only teacher available to substitute was yours truly. And there was only an hour to learn how to tell time in Spanish and determine the pronunciation. But it all worked out. The students had no idea what I knew or didn't know. And it was a lot of fun teaching the class. The same was true in my first day training Saturn sales consultants, even though the Saturn facilitator title was a few years away. So the other part too is, and this is just kind of a, a little helpful additional insight to those who are listening to the podcast. If you're given a presentation that you've planned for that nobody has ever heard or ever seen, remember this, they don't know what you're supposed to say. They don't know how it's supposed to come out. So anything you do to them is probably the way they expected you to do it. So I always encourage people who are given presentations, just go out and do it. Don't be worried about how it comes out because nobody else knows the difference. They don't know whether it was supposed to come out that way or not. And, uh, and then you don't have to worry about it, right? They don't know. Let's <laughs> just get out there and do it. Now to sum this up, and you can hear again, we're blessed with the military being uh, near our home. We've got the jets flying over. But Chris was either impressed or shocked at my willingness to do it at all. He called Saturn Corporate that very night and spoke to Joe Jordan, who I've talked about previously, and told him what happened. There was still a lot to accomplish, but the EV1 opportunity turned into gold for me and my future with Saturn. Chris and I are connected to this day on LinkedIn. He's been a guest on some of the shows that I've produced. He's a fantastic person, incredible car guy, family man, vice president and partner at Kelly Automotive, and author of the book I mentioned and highly recommend again called The Theory of Five. Thanks, Chris, for what you did for me and for who you are today. And so the key learning here, or the mile marker, is be prepared to answer the call when opportunity knocks. Be willing to take personal risks to achieve your goals. So that's the end of, of that mile, mile number 18. Uh, next week, mile 19 is work the plan. And I'll get into the details of specific steps that I took in order to make sure that I would be uh, eligible to be even accepted as a Saturn trainer. You know, I still had to accomplish some things. So that is for next week. But uh, I really do thank you all for listening. Again, thanks to Chris 
for being there for me and thanks to all the people around me who have helped in my career. And I hope you make it a great weekend. I hope you are able to spend some time with your family, uh, getting some rest and being prepared for a new month, the month of May. Uh, April showers bring May flowers, I guess is the old saying. And uh, while there's a lot of stress and chaos and tragedy in the world right now, let's all do what we can to love one another and make it better. Thanks again for listening. God bless and have a great week.